0: Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Did you write that song, David?
1: That is a good song. Man. <laughs> oh, thank the Lord for River Song. Yeah, that is that. asking for River Song. Straight out of the river. Man.
0: Well, three of the ladies got over in the incubator last night. Heather, and it was my wife, and Mary Magusu, and they just had a tremendous time, to the Lord. I think, in fact, Heather, you said it was, you never felt the glory like you felt in oh, that, that room last awesome. night. Glory. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because you don't need a big crowd to get in the glory. You can get in the glory anytime.
1: Yeah.
0: God is just so good to His people. When He sees hungry hearts, He just comes comes. He begins pouring out. And uh Amy's supposed to be up here with me. She had to leave. She had some medical stuff to deal with. But she had this thing that she's been getting over the past two weeks. And I just wanted to read this to you. It's from Isaiah 58. And, and Byron touched on this last week from Isaiah 58. It says if you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and And speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in droughts and strengthen your heart, and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. And this is the part that Amy was really, felt like the Lord was emphasizing to her. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of the streets to dwell in it. And the part that Amy was, the Lord was speaking to her about, that the Lord will raise up again the foundations of many generations. And what she felt like was, from from times past, and even even with some of the older saints in our congregation, we've experienced these moves of God. And, And she said what the Lord was saying to her was, not only is God doing a new thing, He's going to bring back the past foundations that He did. Those other moves, those other times of great miracles, of great outpourings, of great manifestations of the glory of God. Those things are not just in the past, but they are for today and more so. And we're just beginning to see beginnings of this glory. I'm going to, tell, I'm going to share this. I don't know if Becky was going to share this or not, but Friday night she experienced heavenly gold dust pouring out on her, on her skin. She saw it on her hands. I know that sounds strange, but God is showing up with signs and wonders for His people. It's a great encouragement to the body of Christ when He begins to manifest in those physical ways. You got it right now? You got it right now? Praise God. And so we're, we're going after those things. I'm going after those things on a personal level. We want those experiences with the Lord. And this atmosphere of worship that David has been writing about, he got that from the Lord. That's, that's David's song, but the Lord gave him those words. The Father is giving us this atmosphere where we just step into His presence. It's the glory realm where we begin to have our needs met. All that dissatisfaction, it goes out and we begin to get satisfied. And that's what the Father is releasing. And, you know, Rhonda was talking about that love. Oh, when you begin to feel the love of the Father, you just get satisfied. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we bless your name today. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for repairing and bringing back the old foundations and repairing the breach, Father all those old wounds, that brokenness, God. I thank You for pouring out Your healing rivers, Your healing waters, raining down on us, restoring us. God, satisfying our our thirst, God. Giving us food when we're so hungry and feeble, God. Woo! I think now is the appointed time for some of you just to really be able to drink and, and eat today. That appointed time, you've been hungry and you've been thirsty for a long time. And, and God's saying, Today is your day to eat, today is your day to drink. Mm, thank you, Father. That's good, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Hallelujah. Kelsey. Come on, Kelsey. We got an awesome testimony to share this morning.
1: Well, I think I know everybody. I'm Kelsey. I'm Joe and Kim's daughter. And I'm kind of scared right now. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And I wrote something out, but I think I'll just kind of start talking. If I ramble on, then I'll shut up. But um, a few Sundays ago, Becky was praying for me. And the past few years, I really just kind of ran away from God. Like I just screwed up so much. I was just like, I can't fix it. It's done. It's whatever. And I just kind of watched everybody in the river all the time. And I was like, you know, I wanted it, but then I was like, I can't. I'm just, I'm not good enough. God doesn't want anything to do with me is honestly how I felt. And Becky was praying for me, and uh, she said that there was something holding me back. And so I told her that it felt like I had screwed up way too much to even, like, even attempt to change and go after God. And then that's when she got me that was (laughs) she told me that that was the biggest lie that anyone could ever tell me and that it was from Satan and God loved me no matter how much I screwed up and how bad everything had seemed so on two Sundays ago I decided that I was going to be free and I was going to be happy and I wasn't going to let the the sins of the world and all the craziness of high school and everything get to me anymore and it's just been crazy. I've just felt so much happier lately. And then that following Wednesday, I was praying for somebody, and the Holy Spirit was really on me, and I received my, the gift of my tongues back. Oh, yeah. Oh, Marlon, would say, Marlon would say that I didn't lose them. I just kind of found them. But, <laughs> so it's really, I just, I know it's hard to be like my age and like see everybody go because you feel so scared like I was so intimidated by people here and I was so scared of what everyone was going to think of me and then I finally just let that all go and so I really just want to encourage everybody like it's so amazing like once you taste it there's no going back so that's my testimony
2: <laughs> that was great this morning the worship wasn't it wow I liked all them songs, every one of them. That one is my favorite, the, which one? You love me like you do. That's that's my my favorite worship song. But I also like the sign and wonder. Man, I've never heard the words of that sign and wonder. Good gracious, isn't that the truth? I'm a sign and wonder. Are you a sign and wonder? We need to start believing what the Bible says. I love that. And then I love David Helton's song. Wow. That is really good. We were praying for people uh, Wednesday night, and you weren't even here, and you were already doing it, so you should have been here praying for people. For writing, we were asking the Lord to release anointing writing. I saw a pencil come out of heaven, and I knew the Lord wanted to give people the gift to write stuff, and He's doing it, and that's powerful. So it can be a song, it can be a poem, it can be a letter. It could be a message from heaven. So the Lord's doing some stuff, isn't He? Yeah, Amen. Let's look to Romans 1, 18. I'm going to talk to you this morning about something that will help you. <laughs> yeah, good. It's about time, right, Rhonda? <laughs> yeah, actually the Lord's been speaking to me about three things, okay? Three things. Number one is favor. Now, this is in no particular order, but favor. God wants us to walk in favor. Amen. Y'all ought to be jumping all over that one. If y'all had a good sense... If y'all had a half a brain in you this morning, you'd be jumping all over that. (laughs) I'm serious. He really wants His people to walk in favor. Number two is God wants us to walk in thanksgiving. Okay? And you know why? Because the Bible tells us to. And number three, God wants us to give Him honor and glory. God wants us to give Him honor and glory. And, um... I just want to talk to you a little bit. I want, to get in, I want to read some really basic Bible verses that really are very profound, and this can really change your life. Uh, it says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. And the Lord notice it doesn't say that God's going to reveal His wrath against man. He's going to re- re- reveal His wrath against ungodliness and, un- and unrighteousness. If we have ungodliness and unrighteousness in our lives, we can expect some difficulties from God over that, Amen. But it's not towards us. God is interested in having a pure, a pureness in the earth, a cleanliness in the earth, and God's going to have a clean, a clean and pure and holy people, believe it or not. <laughs> and so the Lord, and the reason the Lord comes after it, this is what is because God loves us. And, he doesn't, and it hurts us. So if you've got unrighteousness in you, it's hurting you, and God gets mad when we get hurt. Do you understand that? You need to get that revelation, because it's not like God's mad at you. and It's not like God's mad at anybody, but God gets angry about things that hurt us. And unrighteousness and ungodliness hurt us, so He goes after those things. And then He talks about men of, of unrighteousness who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Now, we're living in America that suppresses... Our nation, we're starting to suppress the truth. More and more, isn't that right? We're living in a an, an hour of the truth being suppressed. Okay, the church is even suppressing the truth. That's what's so sad. It's one thing the world's going to do it. You know, you can expect the world to do it. But when the church starts suppressing the truth, then we know we're in trouble. And we've begin to suppress the truth. We've gotten away from the the purity of the truth in the church. It goes on and it says, uh, "...because," in verse 19, "...what may be known of God is manifest in them." Okay? "...for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen." being understand understood by the things that are made even his in, eternal power and godhead so they are without excuse in other words this is what throw out everything you've ever heard about this this is what the lord's saying in this scripture god has made it easy for us to know him That's what that says. If God has said, I have made it easy for a man to know me. We, you and I, can have a relationship with God. It is not hard, according to the Bible, for us to have a relationship with God, for us to know God. That's what it says. God says, I've made it easy. It's been there. It's been right out there in front of everybody all the time. And somehow we've made it so doggy complicated and difficult to know God. The church has. We've made it so hard to know Him, and and we read that and we start thinking about who, you know, well, this were, you know, we start trying to apply this, and it don't, we need to apply it to ourselves this morning. God is saying, listen, it's easy to know Me. You can have a relationship with Me. It's not hard to have a relationship with Me. If it's hard, you've made it hard. I didn't make it hard. Okay? And it goes on and says, uh, because although they knew God, I want you to get this, although they knew God, that word knew is the same word that appears in John 17, verse 3, which says eternal life is to know God and His Son, Jesus Christ. That's, it's the same word. Although they knew, being past hence In other words, Paul was talking about people, it says it, who knew God, who had a relationship with God. But notice it's new, it's in the past. They knew God. They had a relationship with God, but although they knew Him, I want you to get that this morning. He's talking about people who one time in their lives knew God. That's who Paul's talking about there. He ain't talking about just some people who live and who've never heard the gospel. He's talking about somebody who knew God. Although they knew God. Everybody say, although they knew God. I want you to get that because commentators just twist that thing and have it meet in somebody who lives in a hidden place and who's never heard the gospel. That's what they apply it to. Every one of them do that. But it says here, although they knew God, it's the same nose in John seventeen three. You can look it up if you would like to. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, okay, nor were thankful. Okay? They didn't glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful. So God makes it easy for us to know Him, and all He asks us to do, He asks us to do two things. He asks us to honor and glorify Him, honor slash glorify Him, and to be thankful. That's all He asks us to do as human beings. If you will honor me, if you will glorify me, and if you just will live a thankful life, Okay? And he said, that's all I'm asking. That's the response I'm looking from human beings. Okay? That's pretty simple, isn't it? Okay? But it goes on and it says, uh, because they didn't do it, uh, but became futile in their thoughts. They became futile in their th- th- thoughts. Okay? Without being, without us honoring God. And without us being thankful, we become futile. That word futile means without purpose. That's what it means. It means to lose your purpose. It means to lose your purpose. Let me ask you this morning. I want you to be 100% honest with me this morning. Do you, have, do you know what your purpose is in life? Do you really have your purpose clearly in your heart, in your mind? And if you say no, it is because, right here, because you you are moving away from God in the sense that you are not thankful and you are not honoring God. Really, we wrote a book, the church wrote a book called The Purpose Driven Life. I've never read the book. But everybody read this book, and even there was a guy down in Georgia who was, you know, taking, took a woman hostage, and she actually led this man to the Lord using this, Purpose driven life because this man began to see that he had a purpose in life. In other words, God began to come back into this man's thoughts. You hear what I'm saying? God began to to come back into this man's thoughts because because he says their thoughts, meaning their mind, they lost their purpose, their mind. Something got out of their mind. Let me tell you something. It's really important what I'm telling you this morning. And because they, lost, because they became futile in their mind, they lost their purpose of who God created them to be, why God put them on this earth. Their hearts, it says, became darkened. Their hearts became darkened. See, I've really been asking the Lord, because I've had this thing from God about the mind. For some reason, He's really talked to me about the mind about the human mind, not from a science perspective, but from a spiritual perspective. I need to go and look at it from a science perspective and understand how the mind works. But he's really shown me a lot about the mind, and I've really tried to make the connection between the mind and the heart. They're both part of our soul realm, but they are different aspects of our soul. And it makes the connection because when we don't glorify God and when we're not thankful, according to what Paul's saying right here, we begin. Our minds begin to be, become. We begin to become futile in our minds. God becomes begins to come out of our mind. And so, in, in other words, we have the mind of Christ. But when we're not, we're not honoring God. When we're not thankful to God, guess what happens? That mind of Christ begins to become inactive in our in our minds. And when I, when He becomes inactive in our minds, our hearts become darkened. And when our hearts start becoming darkened, the desires of our lives become perverted. And we start desiring things that we shouldn't desire. And you can read the rest of Romans and it talks about some of the worst desires they are. That's where homosexuality comes from. It comes from a person who has left who has pushed God out of his mind. They've lost their purpose in life. Their hearts got dark and they started desiring something they shouldn't desire. And, and, it's, and that's what it says. That's what the Bible says. It don't come from a bad gene. It comes from not having God in here. And when God's not in here, this part of you becomes dark. And when this, because this is where your desires are, this is where your emotions are, this is where your feelings are, this is where you want things. It comes out of right here. It doesn't come out of up here. But up here affects here. Are y'all with me this morning? And it all goes back to honoring God and being thankful. When I was a new Christian, I was heard this man come and preach. And he always preached about giving God glory. It was Arthur Burt. Y'all, most of y'all seen old Arthur. He said he ain't coming back because he's too old. But he would come and he would just preach and preach. And he always kept talking about, got to give God the glory. You've got to give God the glory. And I mean, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I, yeah, you know. <laughs> but now I'm really beginning for the first time, honestly. I mean, I believed it biblically. I think, yeah, we've got to give God the glory. We can't take God's glory upon ourselves. We can't take the credit. But now I, I'm really seeing, you see, because Arthur came out of a revival. He came out of a move of God. And he, in this move of God, he got revelation on this. He got revelation on how important it is for the Christian to give God honor and glory for everything because it's really a true mark of humility in our lives when we begin to honor God and give God the glory. And it's a mark of pride when we don't. We don't honor God. Now, this sounds real simplistic, this one, but when we stop doing it, I want you to get this. When we stop doing it, the ultimate end of it is a dark heart. And a dark heart is going to sin. A dark heart is going to be rebellious to their mom and daddy. A dark heart is going want to slap somebody down. A dark heart is going to be mean. Are you all with me on this? So if you really want to be in a revival... If if God really wants to revive the church, see that's what God's going to do. He's going to have a people who are going to honor Him. He's going to have a people who's going to glorify Him. He really is, and it helps you and I. It helps us. It helps. This is what, and we'll get on the thankful part in just a minute because the Lord really got me on the thankful. But I wanted to read Romans eleven thirty six, right quick. Is that the next one, Eric? Messing, Eric. It says, "For of Him." And through Him and to Him are all things, to whom be the glory forever. Amen. So really what it's saying is it comes from God, comes into our lives, flows out of our lives, and it's either going to flow back to God or it's not. Now, this is, this is what you've got to see this morning. Okay? God wants to use people. That's what, what a revival does. It gets the Christians on fire. Okay? And God begins to use people. He begins to use people who normally don't get used. He, he begins to use people who are setting, setting Christians. Okay? You can tell when, when God's moving in somebody's life, they're going to start doing some stuff. They ain't going to just sit around and do nothing with their life. They're going to do something because they're going to be motivated. they got this fire burning in them. Okay? And see, that's where Arthur was coming from. He came from a place where God really used people. He talked about 11 and 12-year-old kids speaking the secrets of men's hearts to them. God was moving so much. I mean, speaking the secrets of people's hearts so much. He was telling us one story. He ran in high head because he had sin in his heart. And what they were doing, they were saying, the Lord's going to expose sin. If you, if you don't repent, He's going he's to expose it, not to hurt you again, because he wants to get rid of unrighteousness. Now, that's serious revival there when the church becomes like that. When you got people running and hiding. And he said these girls were walking around with their eyes closed. Just, and they'd go up to somebody with their eyes closed and put their hands on them, and God would begin to reveal these people's secret lives to them. Can you imagine if God did that to you this morning? That wouldn't be good, would it? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And that's a powerful way for God to use somebody. But see, if you don't give God glory and honor, guess what's going to happen to you? You see, God is looking in the earth to, for a scent. Okay? He's looking in our lives to smell something. And we need to ask the Lord this morning, what do we smell like? Do we smell like Christ? Put that next one up, 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 2. is really what we were saying. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved, and among those who are perishing. We're the fragrance of Christ. So you see, it comes from God. God releases His man, His person inside of us, lives in us, supposedly is expressed through us. So God is like this big old God up there with this huge nose. I can just see God. He's got a serious nose. (laughs) He's Jewish. Well, I have a real sensitive nose, honestly. I can walk in a room and smell anything that's in the room. All right? My nose is way too sensitive. It bothers me because it's so sensitive. I mean, if something smells good in there, that's good. But if it smells bad, I'm mad. <laughs> man, who walked in here with doo-doo on their shoes an hour ago? I can smell it, you know. It's just my nose, man. Is that why you're really into air yeah, that's why I'm in air fresheners. Nick is always talking about these air fresheners. I love air fresheners because everything, I can smell any smell. Well, I can just imagine God up there smelling us. Okay? smelling us to one where the aroma of death leading to death and to the other the aroma of life leading to life and who is sufficient who is sufficient for these things that's what paul was saying we're not sufficient for this yet god's looking for that so he thinks oh mm, oh man that was the rose of share i just smelt my son you know i just smelt him wow what you just said really blessed me that really blessed me. Can you imagine God saying, That really blessed me? I just smelt my son come through what you just said or what you just did. You know? I smelt him. I didn't smell you. I smelt him. y'all are y'all getting this? You see, that's what God's looking for. He's looking for people who will honor him where he can smell. God wants to smell and oh, that wasn't that was my son. What you just well, you just snapped at that person. That stunk. <laughs> He didn't repent. God, you know, God's, my nose is sort of like God and that's it. It stinks, man. we got to get some air freshener in here. He's the air freshener. He's the air freshener. But when we quit glorifying Him, when we quit giving Him the honor, okay, and we start thinking we're special, well, we're special, you know. Or the other side of that same we're special thing is just, oh, well, God can't use me, you know. Uh, you know, I'm just too messed up. I'm just a bad person. And that's the... Uh, both of those are the same coin of pride. You know, because it's the ultimate pride to say God can't use me. That's really pride to say he can't do that. Uh, oh, yeah, the guy who created you, who br- breathed in you, you're telling him he can't use you? What idiot you are. Okay, so you see, both of those are the same coin of pride. We don't sit down here and worship this, this uh, receptacle on the wall today. Oh, thank you, receptacle, because we plugged into you and we got light. We've got electricity. Oh, we worship you, receptacle. Now we say, Hey, thank you, receptacle, that you did your job. You provided a connection point to the power. But you just did what you were supposed to do. Good job. You did good. If you didn't do good, we'd take you out and put another one in there. And that's all we are. We're like that receptacle. Somebody can plug into us and receive from God. And somebody can say, hey, that was great. That was Lord. Yeah, thank. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. That was you, Lord. That was you, Lord. All right, here's the other thing. I'll say it real quick about thankfulness. Okay? Is this what the Lord told me? He told me this a few weeks ago. He said, Byron, you are not thankful. I said, what do you mean, Lord, I'm not thankful? He said, I'm going to show you. You... So these things started happening. Well, heres I'll just give you one that happened yesterday. Somebody a few weeks ago said, Hey, Byron, they're clearing out interstate. I'm making for a new exit down here on the interstate, and they're cutting a bunch of trees down. You want some firewood? I said, Yeah. Well, won't you come down here on Saturday morning and help me cut this wood up, and you can get a load out for yourself. Cool, great. Saturday morning comes. Saturday afternoon comes. I think, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to go cut firewood. I call someone, man, I am so sorry I forgot. No no problem. I got you some anyway. It's over at the house. Maybe you can come over and we'll split it one day and we'll get it. I said, great, thank you. So I forget about it. Yesterday I get this call from this person. Hey, I'm on the way to your house with this load of firewood. Okay? So I said, okay, yeah, great. hmm thank you, hmm You know, move on with my business. He comes, stacks the firewood up, covers it up. Oh, come on, man, that's some nice. That's nice. Boy, I feel bad. I didn't really help that guy. And then the Lord said, you hadn't thought one moment about thanking me for that wood. And then he began to remind me of all these things in my life that God does for me all the time. All the time. And I'm not thankful. And you see what I'm saying to you is if we're not thankful, we are opening the door for, for this mind of Christ, for Him to become inactive in our mind. For the mind of Christ to be shut down, when we quit honoring God according to Paul the Apostle, and when we quit being thankful according to Paul the Apostle, we have made the first step towards, and that goes back to what I said last week about being critical, about fault finding, about judging, about unforgiveness. We have made a step away from God, and God began, and we made a step towards our hearts being dark. And that's why people, Christians are struggle, one of the reasons Christians struggle so much with sin is that we don't honor God according to Paul according to the Bible we don't honor God and we are not thankful people and it causes it causes the, our, our, our thoughts to become futile we start losing our purpose we start losing our reason for living we start seeing the things the wrong way alright we're right here at the end let me just read this last scripture to you or I got two more I'm going to read real quick Romans 128 I want you to really get this this morning if you don't get anything else, to what I've said here, I want you to get this. Listen to what he said. This is going on. And, and even as they did not like to retain God in their what? In their knowledge, which means in their mind. God wants to be in mine and your mind. And it is absolutely essential for us as Christians to have Him here. Because it says, because if we don't, God gave them over to a debased... I mean, whatever debased is, it's not good, it's bad, it's low. He gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. And when we talk about we need the mind of Christ, we are talking about something really serious. We are not playing games here. We're not talking about, oh, we're just over here flopping around. I'm telling you, you need the mind of Christ this morning. Because if you don't have Him in here then he is, this right here is going to get dark. And when this gets dark, you are going to wander away from Him. And if you're struggling with sin this morning, I bet you that's the root of it right there. It's because He's not here the way He should be. And the reason He may not be here the way He should be, because there's a lack of thankfulness and there's a lack of honoring God with your life. Are you all with me on this? Let me read this John one fifty one just so you can get it. Just want, just, I just want you to hear this because I've said this to us a few times, haven't said it lately, about having Jacob's ladder in your mind. Jesus is Jacob's ladder. It is absolutely essential that you have Jacob's ladder in your mind. And this is what Jesus said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The angels of God, the vision that Jacob saw back in the Old Testament. He saw the angels of God. He saw the heavens open. He saw a ladder come out of heaven. Actually, I think he saw a ladder from, from the earth to heaven. I think that's the way it worked. Okay? Anyway, there was a ladder. And he saw angels going up and down on it. Okay? That ladder that Jacob saw was Jesus Christ. And on him, angels come and go. On him, heaven is open. And that belongs in our minds. And when we allow that to slip out of our minds, which we do, okay, then we're going to lose our perspective on life. And we're going to lose our perspective on who God's called us to be and what we're supposed to do. And see, I'm telling you, a lot of you sitting here this morning, you you ain't connecting with what I'm saying. I don't believe. And the reason you're not, because he's not in here with you. Okay? And that's why your heart's sort of dark this morning and Christianity means nothing to you. The, the river that we talk about means nothing to you. You know, you don't like all that stuff. And the problem is, it's not with all that stuff. The problem is, is because you need the mind of Christ in here. And so I'm telling you, a practical way to get the mind of Christ is get back to being thankful to God and start thanking Him for little things. And it's not just on Sunday morning. Start counting your blessings that you have in your life. And whenever God does something for you out of His generosity and care and love for you, make it a point to be thankful to Him. And don't be such a complaining, whining people. I'm saying that to myself because I'm the worst complainer in the world. Nothing's ever good enough for me. And God is saying, you're not thankful, Byron. That's what he said to me. Your promise, you are not thankful. And when I'm not thankful, my heart gets dark and I can't really figure out what God's doing. And I get anxious. And I get frustrated. And I start striving in my Christian walk because I've lost my divine connection with heaven. Do y'all, are y'all getting what I'm saying to you this morning? I'm just telling you how crummy my life is okay and all of our lives are like this apart from Christ so what he was saying to me Byron this is how you stay this is how you stay in the spirit this is how you stay connected to heaven it's through giving me honor giving me glory and you be a thankful person if you will do those simple things then Christ will stay in here not that he ever ultimately leaves he just okay you know go ahead I'm just gonna be quiet. I'll let you live your life here, stuck here. Amen? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I just feel like the Lord showed
1: me not to be thankful. To be thankful in good things. It's easy to be thankful in the good things or the good times, but when you're having a hard you're in a hard place, at a difficult time, you don't understand what's going on. He says, be thankful. You know, we can see Him in those things if we just begin having a thankful heart. So if anybody in here is going through a difficult place, He'll give you the heart to be thankful. When you feel like you can't do it, if you'll just surrender your will to Him and and just just, just declare that thankfulness, just start praising Him, you'll get through it. Because sometimes, like I said, He brings those difficult things on us to show us something. He sees the... the um, light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes we just see the tunnel. So I just want to encourage you in that. That's good. All right, let's stand
0: up. Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> this week, we were having dinner at the house, and we, we sat down to eat, and our house is always chaos at dinner time, getting everybody up to the table and stuff. And And oftentimes, we just kind of skip over grace, or we say, thank you, thank you, Lord, for the food. <laughs> and you know, I think on Monday or Tuesday, we kind of all sat down. And we were all looking at each other, waiting for somebody to say grace. And it was like the Spirit of the Lord came into the room. And I just went, thank you, God, for this food. Oh, God, you're so good. Thank you for this food, God. And it was like this spirit of faithfulness walked into the room. And it created this joy. And, it, and we moved beyond The religion of saying grace over into true thankfulness and when you really get the heart of thankfulness that God wants to give you man it will inspire you to just radical worship radical thanksgiving radical pouring out of your heart and soul to the Lord and God is just really drawing us he's helping us We can't do these things on our own but he has these windows of opportunity like today to help us be thankful in our hearts to get free from the darkness that's in our mind and our hearts and so we're just going to pray we're going to be dismissed if if you need to go you can go but we have you know worship uh ministry team folks up here that are going to release impartations of, of thankfulness and how to honor god and how to be a blessing to the lord and how to receive back from God in this time. So, and David's going to sing this wonderful song again, and we're just going to worship God and be with Him. And by the way, Kelsey, you I'm glad you left those notes behind, because that testimony was radical. That was good. Was awesome. So, uh, blessings on you. We love you. Um, if you need prayer, just come on up. Thank you, Father. spirit created for worship